transcribed. If if I've got to edit this, I, I want it to be in at least some kind of semi-rational <laughs> order. I'm gonna say. Uh, so now, so Ben, now there's a meta game of us trying to screw up his editing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll just throw all the files to you then, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is James York, and you're listening to the Ludic Language Pedagogy Podcast. All right. Um, well, so. I guess first things first, can you just really quickly give us a brief introduction of yourself and your your context, like where you're teaching, um, what it's like and stuff? Sure. So I'm Jonathan Dehan, and I'm an associate professor at the University of Shizuoka in Japan. Uh, the university is about an hour away from Mount Fuji, uh, just to give you some point of reference. We've got about a thousand students in our department. It's a public university. Uh, let's see. And I teach uh, a little bit of English, but mostly I work with students on games and education. So I, I teach some elective classes. Uh, I teach a thesis seminar. I teach workshops. I teach like uh, introduction omnibus courses, things like that. Mostly elective things around games. Cool. Um, and uh, James, can you introduce yourself and your yeah, sure. Uh, I'm James York. I work at Tokyo Denki University. Uh, Denki means hmm, like electronic devices, essentially. They didn't bother translating it into English, so it just appears as TDU, Tokyo Denki University. Um, I So based on the name, you can probably imagine that this university is a science and tech university. Uh, I'm in charge of four of five departments, and the departments that I teach are the computer science department, the maths department, maths and physics, electrical engineering, and uh, mechanical engineering, and occasionally teach the architecture students as well. And the courses that I teach are just, I say just, but um, compulsory English education courses that are every student in the university has to take. I also teach two seminar classes, which are based around game design, um, board game design, and then the fall semester is uh, augmented reality game design. And then I also supervise a few students for the computer science department, and we're doing some research on the use of VR for language learning. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's move on to the next. Uh, and who are you, Ben? And who are you, Ben? <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, Hi. Oh, oh who, me. Who, Hi. Who are I'm, you? I'm Ben, and uh, I am not yet a doctor like these two very nice gentlemen here that I have with me. But I teach at Ritsumeikan University in Kansai. And um, I am what is called a shokutaku lecturer. Um, we're essentially just full-time English lecturers. We essentially only take compulsory classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're allowed, um, we just got a notice this uh, year that we're allowed to apply to teach one kind of seminar or some kind of elective class. Mm-hmm. And so I am currently making a curriculum uh, mm. about something related to games. Um, and maybe education, or I was thinking about doing a more like media literacy slant to it mm-hmm. and using games as a way to teach media literacy. Hmm. Um, but for um, the most part, your context is compulsory English classes to what kind of students, though? Compulsory English classes to students in a variety of departments. I have economic students, I have law students, um, I have students in their new faculty of gastronomy. Okay. It's it's a very strange program. Um, it's 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 gastronomy management, mm. and so it's the economic side of things. And uh, as you know, like um, just in personal experience, I've I've kind of 
realize that chefs or people who deal with food are usually the most international or the most willing to communicate with people from other cultures, uh, which is kind of strange. Um, because, you know, they, you have these people, especially in Japan, you know, who have like Italian restaurants and they tell you like, yeah, I went to Italy and I lived there for like one or two years and I, I studied with a, an Italian chef and then I came back. Right. And it, it, that's like strangely common uh, mm. with a lot of restaurant owners in Japan, uh, which means these people are getting quite a lot of international exposure. Hmm. That makes um, a lot of sense. You hear pe about people going to like Paris to learn how to be a patissier and stuff like that as well, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so I, I think I'm, I think I'm just kind of helping that process along. Um, but essentially, yeah, that that is my context. Let's. Uh, do you think we can talk a little bit about your journal? Hmm. That would be nice. Yeah. What's, the, what's that? We have a journal. Yeah. <laughs> you have a. You have a. Yeah. You have this little thing called ludic language pedagogy. Mm hmm. And uh, I guess moving into this, what I really want to ask you guys is, uh, why did you want to create LLP? LLP came out of, this is how I remember it anyway, Jonathan, was that we thought about writing some papers together, and then that expanded into, we should write a book together. And then that expanded into, hmm, what's the smartest way to do this? Maybe we should publish articles that we get points for our academic game that we're playing here. So we thought, hmm, how about we do something like Godwin Jones does in LLT, where he has these kind of this, this column uh, every, I guess, six months or so, where he writes about the latest tech in language learning. So essentially, we wanted to pitch our, an idea where we would publish an article serially, uh, serially, that's not a word. <laughs> Serious, seriously, Curi synonymously. Periodically. Periodically. Yeah, anyway, bear with me, bear with me. So the, we're, the we're idea was, okay, me and Jonathan, we're going to write something together. Let's write some articles together. Where are we going to publish it? Okay, how about we just make a journal where we can publish our own articles? So it was, mm. it was kind of a selfish thing at first. But then we thought, well, look at the problem with the, the games and language learning field in general. We really need somewhere where we can amalgamate or co get a collection of ideas regarding actual teaching with games together. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was there is a niche available for this journal. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that was the original idea. But also, uh, I think a large part of the idea of making the journal was my experience as a net label producer. I, I run a, a, a kind of online record label and it's an indie record label. And we thought, well, we could just do an indie academic mm -hmm. journal. Let's go for it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was a, bit, a big inspiration, I think. You're, yeah, that's right. Your, your memory is a lot better than mine. Um, my memory of that time period was me getting uh, rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter of, of, a, of a manuscript that I had written on the intersection of, of games and new teaching practices and the things that we've been talking about so far. Mm -hmm. um, something that I had worked on for, for years and years. And... Uh, just kept sending it off to different journals, journals that I've, I've been published in and uh, thought that it was a really good sort of counterpoint to some of the earlier stuff that I had published. And, mm. and it would just, just kept getting desk rejected. Like it never went out for peer review. And, right. and, and, and part of it was maybe the form that I was, that I was writing in or, but, but 
I really felt that the, 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 the topic of research on teaching with games just almost doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, and I was trying to take those first steps for me in, in trying to solidify what I was doing. And I thought that the journals that I, was, that I had submitted to would be a good place for it. Um, and they just got desk rejected again and again and again. And, and getting rejected is not a big deal. Um, but, and, and now I'm happy, right? <laughs> now I'm not happy, but now, I'm, now I'm, 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 I'm really fine with the fact that they did get desk rejected so many times because it just sort of demonstrates that there isn't, there isn't a place to publish papers or share ideas or, 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 or to share things that go deep into the intersection of, yeah, language, teaching, and research with, with games. Um, there have been little bubbles, right? I mean, like there is the Simulation and Gaming Research Journal, right? It's, it's, it's Gaming and Simulation or is it Simulation and Gaming? It's the, I think the, it's Simulation and Gaming. Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 Simulation. That's right. Simulations in gaming. Like they had a they had a period in the late '90s where there were lots of articles on um, language teaching with games and some research, and and those are still probably some of the best articles out there. Um, and then in the late 2000s as well, like a lot of digital things and MMOs. Um, but but they're little bubbles, right? Like like Recall will do things for a little while, Calico will do things for a little while, and, and mm-hmm. there'll be like a trickle of things in different journals. But it's not in one place. And for me, who's pretty serious about this, it's, it's very difficult to keep up with it. It's, it, it I, I basically don't, I'm not able just to follow the, the, the path very easily. I have to just set up a, like dozens of, of Google Scholar alerts for my mm-hmm. inbox to just mm-hmm. like, who is that anybody cite this? And, and is anybody citing this particular journal that, that, that tends to publish these things? And so, you know, just selfishly, I want a place where things sort of start to accumulate and, and start to have a direct impact on other, other things more, more than what the current scholarly field is around this topic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you, uh, like, just uh, to get a to kind of get a little bit deeper into that issue of not being able to publish uh, sure. papers. Yeah, of course. Um, do you think that, I mean, you, you get, it did get desk rejected many times. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was any kind of, I, I don't want to say hostility, but kind of... Um, animosity. Kind, yeah, animosity to, to publishing papers about games? Because, well, I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I think that's a great question. Um, I, I did contact many of the editors back yeah um not in a hostile way of course but to say uh you know thank you for taking a look at the paper Mm -hmm. can you recommend a place where this could be published or or that you know and because a lot of the editors wrote personal things back to me Mm -hmm. saying that the article was very interesting but it just wasn't a fit for their journal yeah, and 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 the the idea of fit, and it's something that James and I spent a lot of time talking about. Is like what what is the fit for LLP? What what is LLP looking for? Yeah, because the article that I was sending out was, I guess, progressive on a lot of fronts. Like it was very teaching focused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was and it wasn't CLT, right? Communicative language teaching focus. It was it was sort of these progressive, you know, pedagogy multiliteracies uh, ideas, and it was also yeah. um, tabletop games. Right. Huh. It was, it was, you know, I was, I'd, I'd written an article on, um, we played, we played Uno, we played Tic-Tac-Toe, we played 
family strategy games. Uh-huh. And, and there wasn't the sort of digital um, <laughs> sheen to the article, right? Yeah, um, yeah that, I mean, that, I, that, dig, that digs into uh, the, yes. the core literature and, and yeah. games, games in language teaching in general only really appears in call journals and with mm-hmm. with the uh, the precursor mm-hmm. the the D the digital game based language that's right. learning that's right. mm-hmm. is the that's default. Right. So for Jonathan that's to right. be using tabletop games, it was well, you know, where does that fit? Is it is it technology? Well, kind of, but of course it's technology. It's not, of course it's technology. It I, yeah. I know it is, but it's not. You know, it doesn't fit into the digital side of things. And so, if game based teaching is only really really appear, appearing in call journals, then that's, right. that's a tricky situation for for people that are not using uh, World of Warcraft or whatever. That's right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and that's and most and if you look at most of the call journals or language journals that publish things on games, like technology or computers or 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 smartphones or something features prominently in the in the title and the abstract and the the special issue and, here, right? and here's a problem with jonathan's uh, uh the paper that he wrote there's, there's two more things that he's probably going to mention um but one of them that is quite pertinent is the fact that uh he's using technology throughout he's using the internet he's using smartphones but it's kind of this sub uh, unconscious layer of tech usage it's not pertinent at the front so which is again right. the, the tech journals don't want right jonathan mm-hmm. that's right yeah exactly and and we went we went round after round of like well, i could i could completely rewrite the paper to be just about you know online affinity spaces right like just our use of, of forums because that that's mm. certainly a theme right or mm. or just the man even like digitally recording and transcribing the students utterances during gameplay that's that's another area of research but it's mm-hmm. just sort of like, and, and I think a common thread between James and I, my research with James is, and also what we're hoping for with LLP is that these technologies and, and teaching strategies and what students do in the games, they're just, they're all on the same level. Like they're, they're just a part of a system that they're, they're, they're part of the ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, everything is integrated. Everything is used. Everything has, you know, pros and cons. Like there, there are good things about using games and there are negative things. Same thing about just the constraints of a classroom, you know, like yeah. why 90 minutes and not, you know, an hour and 20 minutes. So you, you, you can, you can sort of go back and forth on every single aspect of my paper and probably uh-huh. the stuff that we're going to publish in LLP uh-huh. is, is, is I just tried to make it a carefully considered use of games in this entire ecosystem and mm-hmm. probably by not hyping games, it just didn't attract people. And I understand that the editors and other people, they, they want to attract people to their journals, right? They, they, mm-hmm. they, they do want to be on the forefront of what's popular at this point, which is also funny because like, you know, tabletop gaming is also having a renaissance right now, right? For the past five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the tabletop stuff sort of um, develops a life of its own in our journal as well. So um, Jonathan, you mentioned that there are certain bubbles of kind of interest in games. You said, you know, early mm-hmm. 90s, there are things with digital yeah. games and simulations. Yep. And then yep. in the early 2000s, there were MMOs. And that was kind of the popular thing then. Do you think that LLP rose out of the fact that, you know, we... Well, first, first, do you think we are in a bubble of, of, of you know, game interest right now? Or do you think we are not in a bubble and LLP rose out of the fact that we are not in a bubble and you need a place to kind of get your thoughts to, to talk about uh, game-based language learning and game-based language teaching research? Um, I, I think that people have been interested in games for a long time, right? Like, like decades, right? And, and there are little um, peaks 
um, especially around new technologies, like just that idea of the hype cycle, right? Like some, some new technology comes out and people inflate expectations and they, they publish a couple papers and then the next tech comes along, right? And so going from uh, personal computers to consoles to remote, AR, VR, um, I, I, I think that there is a bubble but I don't around technology and just educational games in general, but I don't think that there is a bubble in terms of the teaching around those technologies, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the research articles that come out, the, the publications that come out are very tech focused. They're, they're very about the potential of the technology, the motivational aspects of the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they pay lip service. Mm-hmm. to aspects of teaching and and they they speculate about how they might be used in the class mm-hmm. but i think i don't i don't think for like 30 or 40 years there's really been any sustained interest in the teaching side of this mm. um not not in language mm. I, I think that there there's been a sustained interest in in you know like around kurt squire's work around history and um uh, elementary education like the quest to learn schools like that's that's been a sustained interest and they, and i think that LLP should learn a lot of things from those sustained research agendas, like connected learning, for example. But I, I don't think that LLP is what was created specifically around the popular interest in games. Mm. I, I think it's more around us seeing a lack of the teaching side of things, right? Yeah. And and I and another related thought. Is, is the idea that I, I think James and I and, and other people on LLP are really aware of our role as uni- university instructors, university researchers, where yeah. we have certain freedoms and we have certain constraints and certain, um, yeah, just resources that let us research games the way we want to. And I think a lot of research is published in that way mm-hmm. of, of, of researchers in higher education yeah, really you know, being curious and trying to figure things out, but that doesn't really filter out to how people might be using games in you know, elementary schools or junior mm-hmm. high schools mm-hmm. or other contexts. And so I really hope that LLP, by being really teacher-focused, starts yeah. to pull those different areas together. Like, I, I hope we sort of like are able to reach out and, and draw in people from different contexts, like not, not pe- people that aren't just academic researchers and not just scholars and not just like game designers, but, mm-hmm. but people that maybe are doing amazing things and, and don't know how to share it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so we can start to just, just take it, you know, just try to pull in all the, all those teaching threads, right. Mm-hmm, pe- mm-hmm. People are using games in like charter schools or, uh, libraries or these these other aspects. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, can I can I add to that as well? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Sure. Um, so I think that one of the points is that games as a teaching tool, it's definitely taken off. Um, it's definitely not going away. But, yeah. but what what Jonathan has mentioned here is that a lot of the research on on games as teaching tools, it's quite well. It's, it's research focused. It's it's lab based. It's uh, one-off studies, it's uh, university researchers. Whereas, yeah, what, he, what what we're trying to do with LLP is 
to give a voice to those people that are using games as a teaching tool. Like, so w- what are you doing with games in your classroom? How, how are you actually teaching with the games? Not, not what are the potentials of games, but right. just show us what you're doing with games. And maybe that can inspire other people um, to do similar things in their context. So yeah, giving a voice to teachers and really focusing on yeah, teaching practices with games. It's a very bottom-up approach, right? Like, I'm, I, I think that we, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely doing research and we're going to publish research articles, but um, I, I hope that we can sort of capture snapshots, um, walkthroughs, right, of, of Correct, how people yeah. are using games in an integrated approach already, right? Like, yeah. they might have been using them for, for 10 years in their, in their junior high school classroom for a very specific purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Of, and, and then and hopefully they can share what they're doing in their ecosystem in a very descriptive way that can uh, hopefully, you know, uh, uh, affect what academic researchers are doing, you know, on the other end of the spectrum. Mm. There we go. So uh, making a journal, LLP, making a full academic journal, something that will be a repository for all this knowledge. This isn't something that the normal professor even just wakes up one day and just kind of goes, I'm going to make a journal. What went into making LLP? Like, just if, I, I don't know if it's not a, it, it might not be brief, but could you explain to us the process that went into just creating this whole thing? I mm. mean, this, it, it, it's really interesting. I mean, it's, it's not something that a normal person would think of doing. Um, mm. So how did, how did you two go about doing yeah, well, can I throw the question back at you, Ben? Uh, yeah. As you, you've known me and Jonathan for a while now, yeah. and you've been chatting with us on different Slacks and in, in person and on Discord and whatever. When we announced that we were going to launch Ludic Language Pedagogy as a journal, was it a surprise to you? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, it was a ridiculous surprise. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, know, I knew for the longest time that you guys were passionate about game-based language teaching, mm. that you were looking for new avenues and new venues of publishing. Mm. But the fact that you would create, that you would go through the entire process of creating your own place to publish, not just your work, but other people's work, mm. seems, it, it, just, it just seemed like, it, it just seemed like so much work that it just wasn't a possibility that ever popped up in my mind. Interesting. You know? Yeah, um, I, I guess some of the biggest yeah. influences of it were, were other journals and, and seeing what what's out there so mm-hmm. for example it, it wasn't our intention to have something similar to llt yeah it, it is a coincidence that we're llp mm-hmm. but you know the one of the one of the top academic journals for language teaching with uh, technology and game well where, where games studies are published is uh, uh, language learning and technology llt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, we, you know, looking at that journal website, we were looking at uh, a website called Hybrid Pedagogy, which is mm-hmm. uh, which was a big influence in, in the design of our own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just seeing seeing what's out there, and then thinking, well, I, I've made websites before. I've I've done a lot of stuff with uh, Google Docs before. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think we, I think we can do this. And then it just took uh, hundreds and hundreds of Google Hangouts to mm-hmm. put it together. Well, I mean, is, 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 is the process of making a journal, do you have to go through some like accreditation system? 
was there any place that you had like file paper? I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, like, like oh, it, okay. it's, it's such yeah. a big black box for someone like me. So right. the, the thing yeah. that you mainly need is an ISSN number, or maybe oh. that the N is a number, but That's yeah, right. we need an ISSN. And we can't actually get that until the website is public. But uh-huh. other That's than right. that, we don't really need anything other than the, the, editors, the editors and the reviewers to be, um, you know, decent people. It's, it's, an indie, <laughs> it's an indie academic label, if you like, like I mentioned well, before. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that's the right metaphor. Like, there are different models for setting up a journal. Like, you could absolutely go through, through Springer or through um, uh, I, IGI, right? Yeah. Uh, there, there are different ways to – there we go, right? Not that you would, um, but <laughs> – uh, there, there are different ways to set up the journal. Like, we did consider these different avenues. Like, yeah. Is, for a long time, we had a blog, right? We still have a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, a blog was something that we considered too. Is is just we want to sh- we want to share and we want to collect people's uh, experiences. Is a mm-hmm. blog enough? Is is a webinar series enough? Mm-hmm. Um, and we wrestled just with the conceptualization of what we wanted to do. It's the same thing as like just this integrated. You know, what's our goal? What are the methods we wanted to do? Who do we need to work with? Um, yeah. You know, and, and just looking at the whole ecosystem. How do we how do we do what we want to what we want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, an open access journal was very important to us. Very right? important, so, yeah. right? Yeah. So so we we want to share work with anybody, right? Yeah. We, we, we we want people no to paywalls. be able to find no no paywalls. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like we, we're university professors, so we have a little bit of research money that we can, and it's not expensive, right? Just maintaining the website and no. doing a little bit of design work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we have a little bit of resources. We, uh, yeah, we, we thought about how, what we wanted to do, how we wanted to reach people and, and everything just connected to that. Right. Yeah. Um, and sure once, we once, had a, once the snowball started rolling, it was, that's right. It was just really exciting to think of, you know, mm. well, as long as we've got a website and we've got a submission system, and we've got that's the right. flowchart of how the process works and the mission right. statement. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, thing, things did start to accumulate, and, and that's right. There were a lot of, oh my god, we've got to do all this stuff as well. But that's right, that's right. Really, it's like any, it's just any project, right? Like you start writing a research paper, or you or you put together a symposium, or you go to a conference and have a panel. Like it, it feels very much like that. And I, and I, I think it's a wonderful question, Ben. Of just maybe it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, uh, up into people's minds that they can start a journal or they can't participate. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think the research that I'm trying to do in James Turner helping students participate in ways that they want to. And a lot of that is showing people examples, right? Like yeah. my students don't know that they can make a game. My students yeah. don't know that they can just like tweet to a game designer. My mm-hmm. students don't know that they can just go to a convention and look at a bunch of other gamers and interview them about who they are. Like it just, without having that literacy, without seeing examples, it's very hard to know what you can do, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so I hope that, you know, even if people never submit to LLP or look at it, I, mean, I don't know how they'd stumble across this podcast, but I, I think that if somebody wanted to make a different version of LLP, if somebody wanted to say, no, we don't need pedagogy, we need, um, you know, a lot more design studies, right? And they make yeah. a, a language learning design study, they can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. Make, mm-hmm. make the space for people like you and, 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 you know, rally the troops and, and, and keep 
you know, accumulating great yeah. evidence, right? What was the most difficult thing mm -hmm. that you kind of encountered in making a journal? Like, obviously, you had to make like the mission statement, you had to make the flow charts, you had to make, mm -hmm. um, you know, you had to gather reviewers and all that stuff. Um, I've got one. I've got one. What was the so, most difficult thing that you encountered? One, what, it wasn't the most difficult thing, but it, we definitely spent a lot of time. James and I went uh, a few rounds on, on the idea of open peer review, right? It was something that it took a lot of time and it was a very deliberate process of just deciding to, to do open peer review in LLP, um, the OPR process. Uh, it was something that I had run across in a couple journals and it was an interesting idea and but you know like, like i said like we wanted we wanted it to be a a community right we wanted llp to be interactive and to um to foster communication and to share practices and i think open peer review opr i thought was a really wonderful way to do that like to get people talking to each other directly around the ideas, right? And that's what OPR is. Like, we're, we, people submit their, their manuscripts on, on Google Docs. The reviewers are known, like, and, and you type comments and make suggestions directly on the documents. Other people see the reviewer's name directly. And then there's a time to respond to those, com those, those, those comments and to continue a conversation. And I think um, we, we, right, James? We, we, we debated it. We went back and forth, right? Like, mm. is, it something, is it something that would work? How would this like physically? How would it work? And um, yeah. uh, would everybody uh, respect each other's ideas? And and how would would things get lost? And um, it was nice that there 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 are standards now. Like there's a there's an OPR. Oh, it's called yeah. Oath, right? Mm -hmm. And best practices. And so we just it, it came at a good time to to explore it. I think we have our own little twist on it that we're working in the kinks out of right now. But um, I think OPR is one of those, right? No, OPR is definitely a, a work in progress, something that um, yeah, is difficult, but at the same time, it's equally exciting and, and, yes. and fresh. And that's yeah, right. something that I'm, I'm really it's, into. It's, it's amazing to get like uh, Google uh, basically, um, how it's called? Uh, Email notifications. Yeah, notifications like that, that people, you, you can just see those, you know, coming in and, and oh, that's right. They, they, they caught that line. Oh, that, oh, that, that didn't, that didn't seem to land correctly. Okay. I'll go back and do it. Like, it's just amazing to see how people read an article in real time, you know, and and I think that's a really rewarding thing um, for an author um, to to just have that feedback. Yeah. So just to confirm, it was the decision to set up open peer review that was a difficult thing for you. It took. It was, it was challenging. It, yeah. it, it, it was challenging, and it was it was in, it was time intensive, right? It was it was something that. Because we didn't have, we didn't really have a model. Like we couldn't. Well, there were models out there, but it was like it one version of play testing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. OPR was one. Probably. I don't think anything was particularly difficult, Ben. Um, uh. It was just everything took time, but it was yeah, a kind was of a, a, la a labor of love. So it yeah. didn't seem that's right. That but yeah. Um, I'll say one thing: I, the graphics, the graphics didn't take too long. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like, but I think that's that, that's part of it. I think. and and I hope that that people who are listening to this can understand sort of our passion for the for LLP and that. Like, um, James said, "Oh, I'll 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 play with the website a little bit," and mm -hmm. and like in less than a week, we had an amazing first stab, an amazing first stab at a website. 
And and it just did so many little things that were so slick. And then uh, James just started flooding my 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 Slack channels with with Petsy art, and every, everyone was better than the next one. And it was just such a cool aesthetic, right? And and I think that's the way that James and I tend to work on a lot of things is that when we're passionate about something, we find different aspects of it to be passionate about. And and mm. and James just you know just did an amazing job on the website. Amazing job on the art style. Amazing job on the graphic design. Um, and then I, I think that I took the first big stab at the mission statement and the troublesome topics. Right? Like I just, I, I, I just bashed out a couple thousand words that 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 started to to you know create a box that LLP could live in. And then and then James and I just you know went with a fine toothed comb over every single word, just you know, again, with, the, with those goals in mind, right? Mm -hmm. So we want, we want to support people. We want to collaborate with people. We want, we want to, you know, do, wrestle with um, the problems of, 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 you know, popularity and bubbles in game research and, and uh, the overabundance of vocabulary studies or, you know, the lack of interest in teaching, like everything connected to that. Right, James? Yeah. Like we just, yes. you know, step by step by step by step by step. It was, you know, dozens of Google Hangouts and, and collaborative Google Docs and uh, Slack threads, just just continuing to tweak that. And, and it's a labor of love. And, you know, this is the this is the change we hope to see in the world. And this is what we are as professors and teachers and gamers. And so um, yeah. from idea to conception, just a rough time frame, how long did it Okay, so hang on, hang on, this is cool. I uh, the Dirty Dog. It, it was created in January January twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen, oh. and it's it's pros and cons of starting a journal. It's amazing. Oh man! It's like, why should we start a journal? And then it's like these are the pros, these are the cons. Here are some ideas of what we can call it. Here's the purpose, types of submissions, yeah. and the, the site. It's 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 brilliant to see it like this. Mm. Thank you, Google uh, Docs. So yeah, yep. so from six between, months, between six January, months. yeah, six months between conception and launch. So was this like was this something that you continually worked on uh, just throughout the months? It was just like something that was just always in the back of your mind, or were no, there not like even breaks? that. It was at the forefront. It was every yeah. Wednesday morning we'd have a couple of hours, or every Monday morning we'd have a couple right. of hours on Google Hangouts That's and right. just go through we'd, we'd make a little to-do list for each of us That's to right. do and we, we yeah, had like we had we had collaborative tasks and we had individual tasks of course right, right. Yeah. so yeah. you know james would be off you know tinkering on the website i'd be off um, looking into issn stuff yeah yeah exactly or or you know thinking about the flow chart you know like the conceptualizing a flow chart things like that huh, huh. that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. why is it interesting well it would just it just seems that if you wanted to make a journal, this seems like a multi-year process. But then again, you know, I'm coming from a place where I can even see myself making a journal. You know, um, it's it, it seems in a way like starting a company is something that I can see myself doing. But myself and maybe a group of people starting a journal that just seems like you know out of bounds like it just huh. seems like it seems more difficult to start a journal because the world of academia is just so what's the right word like hmm. insular and just hard to just huh. parse um well no i think that's a great point like if i can 
We don't yeah, want it to be insular. And I think it's a real fear of mine that it will become insular. Like, I don't want it to be an academic silo, right? Yeah. Like, there's a there's a group of fewer than 50, I think, people who are, who are really looking at um, game-based language teaching and, re- you know, language teaching and stuff. And, and I don't want it just to be a club newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that, that, I, was the, that was one of the, the main yeah. uh, reasons for it to be open access as well. Yes, like, yeah, that's yeah. right. And I, and, I, and I still think that we need to do more work in terms of like recruiting people that are not academics, perhaps, and, or yeah. not in higher education and, mm-hmm. and not from Japan and America. And, you know, like, mm. um, you know, these, these, these sort of research hotspots so that... Mm so that we can grow it. Right. And I, I, you know, like, okay. So as language teachers, we all have those like communication games books, right? Like the Hadfield book or like the, the mayor and Stanley books. Like we, we have those books and that's not exactly what I think needs to be published in LLP because like they're sort of they're, 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 you're talking about 101 ways yeah, to use that's right. uh, like 101, 101 activities in the classroom yeah, kind of thing. Right. Like, like, 10 great listening games, right? Right, like, right. While, while I think that those absolutely have a place and they have a purpose and they're pr- perhaps more um, goal-oriented than a lot, you know, LLP, like a lot of GBLT research, like I, I... So I think that we've got to try to figure out a bridge between the typical academic research articles that get published um, and, and the work that great teachers in typical classrooms may be doing with the more popular language teaching materials that include games like, like the 10 great classroom games to practice listening skills. Um, I think there must be a middle ground or at least some sort of communication that needs to t- start to take place between researchers and teachers around games. And I really hope that we discover and collect and support this through uh, the journal, through LLP. So. All right. Um, so just moving on, I guess one of the last points I wanted to hit uh, mm. with you guys was um, what are what do you see? Like, what's the plan from here on out? What are, what are the challenges you have or challenges that you see that you might have uh with this journal you know moving into the next few months moving into 2020 um like what else do you have to do yeah well it's it's, it's like any grassroots you know activity right like it's, it's a couple of people have a, good, a great idea an interesting idea and it's about getting other people to participate right um i think we've all been part of communities where you know, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And, um, you know, like we, we lurk on certain message boards, certain places. Mm. And I think it's, it's about, it's about, you know, it's, it's about those communities of practice. It's about, um, participation and it's about getting people to, you know, like, like Ben, you just said like, Oh, I have no idea like what it would to like, you know, running a journal. Well, yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> it just takes time. And it's about, helping people see that what they're doing is worth sharing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I mean, James is a much better person than I am at sort of rallying the troops and cheerleading and, 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 and helping people along. But I think that's going to be one of the challenges. Like we're definitely going to reach out to, to people that we know. And, and we are also sort of scouring Google, you know, Google scholar alerts, looking for interesting master's theses and dissertations of people that we want to invite. Yeah, so... so have yeah. a good voice, you know? Yeah. Add to that, then. The, yeah. the challenges that are ahead are 
we have to launch first of all and then we yeah. this is this is recording pre-launch um we have some reviewers now uh head reviewer mr ben am i a head reviewer <laughs> yeah. is, is that is that actually my oh, cool <laughs> ben nice. was our first super keen reviewer and he's yep. doing two reviews right now your battle axe is in the mail your battle axe is in the mail <laughs> what's up boys Yes, yeah, so the challenge is um, we're gonna we, we plan to run the journal very active. I don't want to say yeah. aggressively, but no, actively, yeah, yeah. actually asking people to to write for us, um, mm-hmm. and you know just just putting the name out there and hopefully uh, growing the the community mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. through yeah uh, solicitations. Really, just saying, hey, reader, like your work. We're doing this kind of journal. These are the types of articles that we uh, are looking for. Please mm-hmm. submit something. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of journals do that. It, that's not how they're ran. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, um, but that's that's how I have ran things in the past. So mm-hmm. I've, I've said I like your work. Please please come and join us. And mm-hmm. it seems to be pretty pretty effective if you tell mm-hmm. people that you like their work. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that'll be uh, the way that LP becomes bigger. And I think that we're quite flexible as well. Like we, we've created these different buckets that people can submit into, like this sort of typical research article. But we've also created a walkthrough that we absolutely should record something about, right? Like these walkthroughs. But we're very open to other, other formats, right? If, if I mean, if people want to do like a, a photo essay or um, walk us through a game that they've designed, like we Just do me. want to... We want to hear that, right? And, and, and we want to maintain some sort of flexibility in terms of what LLP becomes. You know, once we, once we start to understand the landscape more, like we, we're very much in this sort of academic silo at the moment. And we're trying to reach out to people and understand what people are doing on podcasts like that. But we've got to, we've got to keep reaching out and, and changing LLP in response to what people need and want. Uh, what people think that we, they need to share as well. What do you think we should do, Ben? Uh, I think you need a lot more advertisements. I think we need oh. to put up a whole bunch of random Google paid advertisements mm. on just every... I want to see our <laughs> LLP-based advertisements on those mm. Google ads that pop up at the bottom of YouTube videos every day. All right, guys. So um, any final thoughts any final comments you have about llp something that you maybe a message you guys uh have for people interested in publishing with you guys or anything that you want people to know yes you will enjoy submitting an article with us because of the opr process if you've never experienced it before it's fantastic to have uh two peers who who you can see that you can see their name you can see them commenting uh if you want to converse around your submission rather than just have some blind uh, feedback. Uh, I think that that's one of the the strong points of the journal. Uh, We have two different styles of article. One is a a research article, which you'll find in uh, the majority of academic journals. The other style is more of, we're calling it a walkthrough, which as the name suggests, is like a game walkthrough from start to finish where you talk about, um, I'm using inverted commas here, a play test of a particular game or ludic uh, intervention in your own teaching. So if you're, if you're interested in um, writing about your, your context 
in in terms of what you did and how it went, then yeah, that's a, a very strong, uh, unique factor of LLP. So yeah, please please uh, submit something along those lines. All right, Jonathan. Um, I think one one another unique feature of our website of our journal is the LLP compendium. Um, one, uh, James and I both make a lot worksheets in our classes and we did that because we couldn't find examples of those online um there were a couple sort of gaming cookbooks um there were a couple workbooks that didn't exactly work but we've been putting together a lot of materials and so one aspect of submissions to llp is that we will ask authors and it's authors choices not not ours what materials they'd like to share right so if they put together for example like um some sort of uh, literacy worksheet, right? How do you, how do you uh, analyze a game rulebook, or or how do you transcribe um, gameplay? You know, how do how do students transcribe transcribe gameplay? That that sort of questions for the teacher to help them out. Um, we have a compendium, kind of like a vault of, of all these teaching materials that are connected to articles that 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 will be shared with other teachers. I think that's a really wonderful thing that we're trying to do. Mm. Um, that so that people can stumble upon upon all of these different resources that can hopefully affect their practices that can can that they can they can cobble together right if they like if they like this worksheet from this person and that 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 set of instructions from another person and that print and play game from over here you know they're going to be able to remix things and and contribute and and feed that yeah, with so, the, with author's permission, the, yes, that's the right. compendium will be Creative Commons, so that's right, that's right. it will be free to take and pilfer and mm -hmm. remix and do what you will with the, the contents of the compendium. That's right. And and that's something that traditional, I mean, there are really fixed word lengths for articles, right, between six to 8,000, um, and a lot of journals don't have these compendiums of, of teaching materials. And so that's another thing that we really need to uh, build in to, to the creation of this journal. In terms of a final message, um, we really do want to include as many voices as possible in a high quality open access journal and online community. We want researchers to share their projects. We want teachers to share their practices. We want game designers to share the educational games that they're making. We really do want to include as many perspectives and as many projects as possible. James and I created LLP to take that first step at being the change that we wanted to see in the world. And we hope that other people feel comfortable using us and working with us to make the changes that they would like to see in game-based language teaching and research. All right, guys, I think it's time that we wrapped it up. Uh, why don't you give us just a, f a few remarks about what you're working on right now? So I'm, I'm wrapping up a paper for LLP on uh, using the pedagogy of multiliteracies in my classes. I am preparing a couple high school lectures on, on games and, and literacy development. Uh, I'm, I'm preparing to go snorkeling uh, in, in South Izu in Japan in a couple weeks. Um, and I'm just checking out as many, as many games as I can. I picked up a bunch of indie RPGs when I was in the States last month. Uh, and and uh, I'm just trying to get a regular game group going with my students and, and also with my family. So that's what I'm working on. Very cool. What about you, James? Uh, likewise, I'm not, not the snorkeling part, but I'm also finishing up a paper for LLP. Um, and that is based on my Cotaba Rollers Games in the Classroom framework. Uh, I'm also preparing for the fall term. And that is not a game-related course, but something using bridging activities. 
which I'm very excited about. And in terms of personal life, I'm preparing for Square Sounds Tokyo, which is a music festival that I run every year that's coming up in September. All right, cool. Well, to everyone listening, thank you very much. This has been LLP podcast number zero, our very first one. We are currently looking for reviewers. So go to our webpage at llpjournal.org and sign up. Also, tweet us at, at llpjournal. And if you have any questions, uh, send us an email at contact at llpjournal.org. And please subscribe to us iTunes five star review, please. Five star review. Five stars, or we don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Ben, for hosting. <laughs> <laughs>